Okay, cold open. We're in season two of Chronicles of the Omen. We got four, three new players, one returning. Spencer, say hi. Hi. Trevor, say hi. Hello. Mist, say hi. Hey. Soggy, say hi. Hey, yo. That's it. All right, let's do a recap of last campaign. Uh, just as a reminder for anybody listening, Tantum was not able to make it, so this is kind of a recap for him. Just a quick mental refresh for everybody else. The characters were able to kind of figure out what was going down in that tomb. You rushed up to Mount Phoenix. You got there just a little bit too late, and the Fire Clan was able to successfully summon the Phoenix through Mount Phoenix. But of course, there's always a twist, and the twist was it wasn't actually a Phoenix. It was a demonic Varrock with a bunch of little idiotic dredge demons that punched themselves in the head and said, stupid, over and over. And between Ferris chaining that thing to the ground and beating the hell out of it with his abilities, between Aloe and Ablir smacking those dretches out of existence, they had a tough time, but they got through it. So in the aftermath of defeating the false Phoenix and the dretches, you all arrested Consular Lavender, took her back to the capital where you were able to witness Emperor Jin announce the League of Adventurers as a terrorist organization as he donned a red cloak. Oh, big, big woo-woo moment for everyone. Whoa, whoa. And then the last sort of thing that happened as a quick refresh was that Oswin was the leader of the area you guys were previously in. He sent a letter out to a bunch of nobles that said, hey, I think the League is sending these guys to kill me. Let's hope they don't. And then he died, so, you know. You didn't kill him, but it still proved his point to the issue. So now, to where you guys are, you are on the run. You decided last time that you wanted to head off towards the Turrethel Kingdom, which is the kingdom of the Tortles, which is Aloe's kind of home base area. Because that's one of the only actual kingdoms in this entire continent that'll take you right now. So, we are going to be picking up in central Bainjune, a few miles away from where the capital is, a bit east from where you were last campaign, ugh, last campaign, and you guys are in the thick of the woods of Bane June. So as you guys have been moving through the woods, as you can see on the map here, there's a bunch of multicolored trees, there's a bunch of dark greens in the trees, there's some lime green, uh, lighter green in the trees, not quite lime, and then occasionally you see the odd, very white sort of oak tree in the distance. So it's a very alive forest. There's a lot of small animals in the area. You can notice on the board, I have small idiotic little owls and monkeys hidden around, and they're just hanging out. So you guys are currently on your way east, of course, and you are passing by an area here called the Murky Mutes Tavern. And just as you're all sort of debating if you want to stop, if it's safe to do so, we're gonna start with Spencer here. Spencer, you witness a drunk who's worked his way out of the tavern across the sort of courtyard area and has now stumbled up towards you. And you guys, I don't, we can figure out where everybody is on the carriage at the moment. I know Severius, I don't even know how to say the name yet. We'll get to it. Severus. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He is probably not in the carriage, I imagine, so he's walking on his own. No. But Spencer, a drunk is approaching you. He's mumbling to himself as of right now. He's about to talk to you, and he's got a green cloak kind of tied around his neck that drapes over his back. The noble points two fingers at you. Uh, me? Yeah, it's you. Uh, no, it's you. Nope, nope, nope. You're the guy. You're the guy. And he just kind of slumps back a little bit into where he stepped from. The guy for what? 
You've been waiting for you. You got the drinks ready. And he just points back towards the tavern. Hmm. All right. You Who's thirsty? Waiting? And he points over towards Horseman. Tell me, how do you say this name? Savinus. Savinus. Perfect. I got it. Savinus. He points over towards you. Are you thirsty? Well, I could certainly go for a drink. Uh, we got a drink. He just points back over his shoulder. Okay, this just looks like a tavern. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is, from what you can see, the front of it's a very square building. It goes up probably modern building about three stories, but most of it, it's just a one-story building. Um, however, the front of it has a very large cyan rectangular sign that's kind of at a slight angle, of course, that says the Murky Mutes Tavern with somebody talking with, with little lines of speech coming off from their mouth, but they're kind of crossed out. So, mute, you know. Okay. And outside of this place, there's a bunch of people. It's a very alive business. I didn't put down as many tiles as I could have, but there's a lot of people packed around this place, spilling out the entrance. You can hear them from inside. It's a pretty lively, positive little looking area. Hmm. And Hello, anyone can we? jump in here, considering you guys would have slowed down from this guy talking to you. Should we stop or keep going? Uh, I think uh, a, a bit of a uh, place to rest wouldn't be a bad idea. At least get to lay of the land of sorts. Yes, give the horses a rest. I'm sure their legs are tired, as are mine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. He's going to get horse rights by the end of the season. Don't worry about it. All right. So is everyone on board with pulling in, I guess? It's everyone's a think so. Yes. Okie dokie. I'm just going to move everybody in mass further in. You can move yourselves however you want to at that point. And this guy is just going to make his way back towards the tavern and just kind of open up the doors and shout into the tavern and just say, Hey, guys, he's here. And you don't hear the response. I didn't realize you had such sway over the murky mutes, Allo. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> I yeah. take it you haven't been here before, then? Nope. Yeah, I was gonna say, if anybody wants to have been here before, feel free to whip whatever you want. Uh, Ferris, however, as you step off, as I saw you kind of the hands moving around all the tiles here. Ferris, the first thing your guy probably notices is this little batch of dragonborn prisoners that are all not quite chained down, but they're all chained you know, they've got chains on and they're all sitting in a little area off to the side. And whenever you get off the carriage, they all give quick little glances towards you and then look back away towards the entrance of the tavern. Does it look like there's anybody who's watching them or are they just sitting and chilling out here? Your passive investigation is 14. There's nobody around that you can see that's watching over them. They're all just kind of sitting on the ground by their own accord. Intento, whenever you get off the carriage, or sort of on the other side of wherever Ferris gets off on the back, the thing you notice is this well outside where a bunch of these little tieflings are sort of gathered around talking with each other, not jumping up on top as it just indicated. <laughs> um, and they're all just sort of giving you guys a little bit of attention, but not a lot. 
So you might feel slight at ease here considering you've been on the run for what at this point I believe is day number six. So this is day six of you guys just keeping your heads down, moving from city to city, trying to trying to get over to the eastern continent area to figure some shit out. So, all right, who wants to do what here? You've got a couple, you know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, turning over to the... Oh. All right, you're good to go. All right. Uh, turning over to the tieflings over here, uh, I'd like to direct my attention to one of 15. I don't know how to how <laughs> yeah, to do the point. Oh, tab, that's right, yeah. Tab. Yeah, you got it. Boom, that fella. Yeah. And I'll uh, gesture over to the dragonborns who were sitting on the opposite side and go, um, do you fellows perhaps know, perhaps know what crime they've committed? Oh, oh, um, uh, no, I, I don't. Do, do you? And he push points towards this woman tiefling next to her. And she says, no, I, I'm not sure. I believe the northern king had a reason. I, I didn't quite ask, though, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry about that. And she just kind of shrugs back to you. The northern king is the empire's king, right? Oh, no, no, that's somebody else. Oh, okay. That would be Emperor Jin as a quick refresh. Gotcha, you guys gotcha. are on the run from the Jin Empire, Emperor Jin, the Fire Clan. That's baddies right now. Well, I got no yep. beef with him. Yeah. If you, you probably might know him character wise, but some of the others might not have even heard of this guy. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, so so, sorry about that. I don't quite know what they've done, but I mean, they seem like they're treated relatively well. You know, I've seen worse. And she ushers towards them all. And one of them just kind of like scratches at the chains on his arm. And they're very clearly loose chains around their their wrists. Hmm. Well, I suppose indeed so. Um, do they not have a guard? Oh, oh, no, they did. But he went into the tavern and just, I guess, just didn't bother coming back out. So... I mean, he's in there somewhere. And she just sort of shrugs back towards you. She says that, but I'm not too concerned, to be honest. This is sort of a neutral ground. You know, you know, so they're fine. We're all fine here. As long as they don't try and run, I guess they'll be all right. They haven't run yet. Yeah. Well, they can't be treated too badly if they're just sitting around. <laughs> I suppose they're you're right. They're trusted, at least. That's for sure. No. Okay, and then, yeah, so for this building, just as a quick reminder, it's got that large rectangular cyan-colored wooden sign, which is indicated by this very beautiful little line here. And that sort of just marks the entrance as well, which is a fine squeeze for everybody. I lost the pronunciation already. Savinus. Savinus. Might have a tough time getting through, but I'm not going to make a big deal. Um, All right. I'm going to leave. The weasel's gonna stay on the cart. Oh sure, yeah. Just on does tippy top. Yeah, I like it. Just acting as the guard because I can talk to it. And yeah, see little sentry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Imagine your weasel and your uh, your ballista cannon just on top of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Sni- sniper <laughs> and spotter. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Who knows of what they will talk? Yeah, <laughs> you've got your weasel up there. Sure. And I'm just gonna start heading in towards. The door. Yeah. All right. You do um, so. Just before Aloe enters the door, uh, Chanto just basically crushes up a gem from him, and I would like to establish um, psychic whispers between all of us. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. 
which I can do now. Yeah. Yeah, voices in our heads. Three creatures. Perfect. Now, is there any indication? I know you've done this a while back. Is there any indication when you first do it that you've done this to them, or is it more of like when you're ready, you just pop in their head? Um, so basically, people would just see um, Tanto just picking up a gem-like scab from like wherever on his body. I would say on his elbow at this point. Sure. Um, and then it just crushes up into um, gem-like powder. Uh-huh. And they, instead of like just going with the wind, they magically gravitate towards my targets. Mm. In which case it would be Savinus, Aloe, and then Ferris. Okay. Um, so we now have a psychic connection for eight hours. Okay. All right. Um, and then psychically, I'll just say, if they have potatoes, just bring me a potato. I'll be, I'll be outside. That's right. <laughs> that is a fucking. That is right. Okay. I love All it. Right. And so Tanta's gonna hang out outside as well with the weasel. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'll just pull out the cartographer's map. Mm. that was given and then continue writing like cliff notes on like what the elvish word for whatever is oh yeah as i continue my um elvish language proficiency test oh i like it i like it (laughs) and i do also have a note for you as well because i know you have that platinum cube so i've got i have plenty of notes on that in mind so that's definitely in the forefront so okay because as I told you in your message, and I believe I told the other guys last time, that equates to roughly 200,000 US dollars. And to build a fortress in D&D takes like 10,000, like tens of thousands of gold. And you have hundreds of thousands of gold. So technically I told Spencer a few days ago, you guys could literally just like build a castle. But you know, so just keep that in mind. I've got, you know, I've already started trying to figure out what the hell we're gonna do with that. So. But you are staying outside, you've got your mental connection with everybody, and you are just working on your elven languaging. Mm-hmm. All right. The other three, you are heading on into the tavern. Let me get my tab here pulled up. Give me just a second here. All right, this is a very bustling little area. The first thing you notice when you walk in is that there are people of all different races and all sort of different creeds all over the place and let me do a quick check of everybody's investigation passives okay the one that matters is sitting outside right now so that's fine <laughs> uh, so nobody's gonna notice right away that there is a fire clan person in the building but there there is and everybody is just sort uh, of hmm. hanging out everyone's eating people are joking around it's a normal sort of tavern seen from what you imagine and inside this place you can see that there are just from some sort of the sigils that they've got on their armor their cloaks that people are wearing around here you can see there are Jin empire people that are in here there are anti Jin empire people that are in here as well there are commoners there are a few just sort of random nobles that are in here as i said it's a mixed batch and the front of the building is very rectangular so when you walk in it's very squared off on your half of the building it's not drawn this way on the board but the back of the building has a very curved sort of look to it so you can even see it in the building that it curves on the back side so so as you walk in it doesn't matter too much but just for the flavor flavor 
And you are now in the Murky Mutes Tavern. And very quickly, you are going to be all approached by the person who runs this little shindig. Her name is Gal Ghidorah, and she is just going to stumble up towards you. And she is a very, very small little gnome woman. Hello. How, how are you? How are you three doing? Uh, good day. What? Travelers have been on the road for quite some time and looking for a bit of uh, rest and relaxation. Oh, we, we've got r and here. Plenty of it. That's the only letters we know. <laughs> She's going to kind of <laughs> walk back sort of towards the bar, trying to like pull the conversation that way. She's like, well, if you're looking for sleep, we've got plenty of rooms. If you're looking for drinks, we've got it for cheap. And just heads over to the bar. All right, I'll I'll give her a follow to the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's whatever you want, free range. Yeah. I'm gonna and the follow bar. and ask her for a potato. <laughs> okay, okay, I like it. I like it. All right, so as you sort of approach, Savinus, is that it, Savinus? That's it. Oh my god. Oh, Good I knew. Job, I was son. like, I was like, Soggy nailed it already. He got it. I was like, I gotta <laughs> get this down. Savinus. Okay. Okay. Savinus. 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 All right. The first thing Savinus notices as he approaches is this. Like much of the rest of the tavern, the bar is pretty packed. There's tieflings here. There's a there's a guy in a red cloak who you can't see his face right now. He's just sort of sitting there. <laughs> with a drink in his hand, and on the other side, there's a couple elves, somebody down playing music at the far end of the bar. It's a very lively scene, but as you sort of approach talking to Gal here, this tiefling guy is just kind of moving out of the way for you there. Even though you don't really need the seat, you just kind of stand there, I imagine. Oh, what a nice guy. Yeah, I just stand <laughs> over the stool. Did, did you say a potato? Yeah, do you have a potato? Do you want it cooked? I don't know. I'm going to turn to, to Ferris and ask, does he like it cooked or raw? I don't remember. You do it through your mind, bro. Actually, you can you can ask him if you'd like. I know, uh, I but I'm last not time it was, I feel like last time it was raw, but I wasn't... It, he, that wasn't the strangest thing in the room. I wasn't fully paying attention. Yeah, those those thumbs were weird. Uh, then I'm just going to ask in my brain. <laughs> Tanto, <laughs> raw or cooked? <laughs> straight from the ground <laughs> the dirtier the better is what i'm going to reply to her uh, oh well i the druid should be back soon with another batch so you should be in luck here shortly but it, it'll take a few minutes but they'll be here don't worry okay. just sort of gives you a nod and then savinus uh what what are you doing as you're here at the bar are you getting a drink or what are you thinking oh yes i would like a drink um after they've they've finished with their conversation, I'm not going to interrupt. Oh, okay, sure. I, I'll uh. Do they? Is there a visible menu? Or am I working with uh? Oh yeah, yeah. There's okay. she sells ale, pretty well by the gallon. Is a lot of ale <laughs> moving Let's through this place. Go. So the it's also relatively cheap. So a gallon on the sign here is for three gold or three silver. Sorry, not three oh, gold, so three silver that's there. Yeah. You don't that's buy weird. you don't buy cups, you buy, you buy uh, a... pitchers. You <laughs> exactly. Buy pitchers. Exactly. <laughs> that's why everyone's having a great time here. It's <laughs> so everyone spilled outside because they're all just fucking wasted. 
And then, of course, there's these sort of stereotypical D&D cheese bread meats that are all served for relatively close range of about four to eight silver pieces a pop. And there's there's beef, there's pork, there's chicken, you know. It's a, it's a pretty good range on the menu, honestly. And then, unfortunately, now that, I, now that I can play the joke, the, one of the meat options is horse. No! Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was waiting. I was wondering when the first place was going to be. Yeah, there you go. Did they have glue? No turtle. Did they have glue? Mm. Oh, that's down the road. The glue factory. Yeah. So, uh, what, what catches oh. your eye? A gallon of ale sounds nice. Oh, perfect. That'll be four gold. Four oh, good lord. Four <laughs> silver, please. But of course, and I will hand over four silver for a gallon. I'm pretty sure that's, like, close to dirt for all of you, uh, knowing the conversion rates. So, um, yeah. So you yeah, kind of slip. Cheap. <laughs> yeah, you slip over the silver, and she just reaches over, and on the wall behind her is this large cupboard, and there are just gallon gallon containers of ale stashed in the wall behind her and she just gets up on a very a small little ladder that puts her up about two feet higher and she reaches in and pulls out one of the ale containers and gets back down and just sets it on the table in front of you she goes alrighty there you go hmm. why thank you you're very welcome take a seat wherever you like if, if you can find a spot <laughs> I'll have to sit at that long table. <laughs> you might, she says. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll clop on over to the long <laughs> table. <laughs> you just like a horse turns around in place. The, I like how the, the token moving like almost sounds like it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the hooves. Yeah. And then you just trot your way around the to the spot on the table there. All right, and what about the other two here? Also on the sign overhead is that a night to stay here is 50 silver. Or, yeah, 50 silver, I said it right. Sweet. Yeah. So you can stay the night for relatively cheap. Uh, I'll just take, um... The hill, like, scoot in. He's not looking to take the seat. He's just looking to <laughs> sure. you know, get, in, get in close enough to order. Sure, sure. Um... Uh, sure. I'll take a thing of a thing of ale as well, and a bit of a. I guess you'd call it like a snack board, a mix of meat and cheese and. If you, you know, I mean, snacks. if you, if you feel comfortable drinking a whole gallon, that's fine. But typically, it's like a, you know, multiple it's, people drink <laughs> from the same gallon. But it's, if, you know, I get it. There, people me. have their own addictions and everything. So if you need a gallon, I'll, I'll sell you a gallon. <laughs> Whenever you want. Thank you for your concern. So are you buying the gallon? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, no judgment here. She's gonna take the gold from you, or the silver, climb up on her little stool, make a small comment to herself as she pulls the ale down, and then again just plops it down on the table with a heavy thud in front of you there. And then she's gonna say, it's called a charcuterie board, as I found out. Would you like one? Yes, that's, okay. that's lovely. Okay. Fantastic. She's going to put that together for you there. 
and then she's just gonna come over and that is that's like six silver for that whole little for the little board <laughs> of all the little cheeses and the meats and everything for you Definitely, and she yeah. did leave off the horse meat from your just because <laughs> she saw you come in with Savannah's so, yeah, so she's just being a little pre -act, uh, proactive on that one and giving you that, so. What a considerate lass. That's what she does. All right, uh, and then what would you like to do? I was uh, going to actually, um, if, uh, could you get a, sorry, to a separate plate, just, you know, an extra to... Uh, so we can divvy out the food a bit. Oh, uh, okay, sure. She's just gonna like move over and just grab a spare plate and just kind of bring it over and set it back down in front of you. And these plates are very nice. They have sort of artistic work done on them. So each plate was handmade. And on it, there is a man who's playing some sort of harp instrument. And he's a small, younger gnome. And he's got like a sort of just a a soldier's outfit and he's got little pockets all over it it's a red and blue little outfit and whenever gal sets it down she just passes it over to you she's like oh there you, there you go okay the most detail uh, you'll I'll... ever see for a plate <laughs> so i'll split uh <laughs> split like a good a good portion onto the new plate oh, yeah. um and pass it over to Allo. so if you want to take that over to our new friend uh so I have some uh, people who might enjoy this. And after yeah. picking up the the gallon <laughs> mini barrel I, or whatever it is that I was handed. Heavens, yeah. Um, and the what's left on the plate, I uh, was going to slowly meander my way back towards the prisoner. Sure, yeah, you bet. And you do so. Now, as you exit the building can i go ahead can i get a wisdom saving throw from you oh whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> sean's shaking it up uh wisdom save where's it at whoa <laughs> pretty good 16 yeah, pretty good all right without any sort of panic kicking in here you are watching on the far side of this carriage where tanto is working and the weasel is kind of looking down at him on the far side oh no do i have him all right use the baboon token <laughs> <laughs> all right on the far side of this wagon where tanto and the weasel are kind of perched up you witness a strange young little tiefling boy emerge from a multicolored portal of various purples and blues with small tendrils that emerge as he steps through. And then the moment he steps through, the portal just sort of pops out of existence. And nobody else has seemed to have paid any attention to this little guy just showing up. And as of right now, he's just standing on the other side of this thing, holding some sort of rock in his hand. Just looking at you like a thousand mile stare across from you on the wagon. There's like that curious, very curious, and then it's like, this is, hmm. This is gonna be interesting. Um, and he will mentally communicate with uh, Tonto just to keep things on the hush hush. Uh, you might want to. Keep an eye out behind you. That's uh, 
little one is a bit looks to be a bit more than you do. Hmm? Um, and then Tanto just stops writing, uh-huh. looks behind him, and then gives an oddball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this little this little tiefling just sort of as you look over at him, initially when you're looking, like you're writing, sorry, I'll back up. You're writing, and whenever Tanto sort of Ferris talks to you in your head, you start turning over to look, and it's like he appears like a mirage on the edge of your your view. And then when you're finally actually looking, he's just standing there, not looking at you at all, just looking past you at Ferris. Hi. He just waves a little hand at you, rock in the other hand. He's, he's very specifically focused on me. Yes, yeah. No attention okay. to Tanto. Uh, say I'll move over and hand over the provisions that I was going to uh, distribute in a moment. <laughs> yeah, you're sure. If you want That's to, so uh... funny. you walk out of this place with a charcuterie board, <laughs> and this little <laughs> kid just teepees into existence. You're like, all right, I need you to hold this. Uh, if you want to keep an eye out and maybe, you know, see what information you can get from those uh, three, I'll, I'll, I'll see what this is about. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, so Aloe should have your potato whenever the uh, chef gets back. That's good. I just... Try and place the charcuterie board onto the wagon. Sure. Not really sure. Like, just I probably spend like a lot, like five minutes, just trying to find the perfect place. Oh, of course. And the entire time, the weasel is slowly making its way down towards the board. For of course, it's fair cut. Absolutely. Of course, it's fair cut. Absolutely getting a little bit of money. This does the like hand swat (laughs) whenever the weasel gets too close. Just swats away. Yeah. Shoo. Uh, but yeah, he'll slowly make his way around. And as you sort of step around Tanto and pass off the charcuterie board, the young little tiefling here just never breaks eye contact with you, just watching you as you slowly approach him. And then he just kind of squares his shoulders and just looks up at you as you get, it, you know, within about 10 feet of him or so. And he's just standing there. And now that you've now that you're a bit closer to him, you can see that this little tiefling is in very oversized robes, and that they're sort of a purpley blue, kind of like that portal he steps through, but a bit more arcane. There's small little runes that, instead of like stitches, they're like runes that go down the sides of his clothes. So, you know, he's got some drip, as the kids would say. <laughs> um, but he's just kind of standing there, again, with a little black sort of rock in one hand. And then he's just looking at you and waving with the other hand. Hi. Hello there. Are you? Are you in an interesting place by yourself? Oh yeah. And he just doesn't break eye contact, but he like moves his hands around, sort of like indicating the forest around you guys. Is there uh, a reason you're staring specifically at me? Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts to kind of giggle to himself and then just pulls a hand over his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to collect from you. Collect? 
Yeah. What is it you're here to collect? Um. And he's just gonna kind of look up at you, and as the longer you talk, the more he sort of relaxes to like a normal person instead of just that thousand yard stare. Um, so let me do a thing here. Um, starts scratching his head and his eyes cut over to the charcuterie board that Tantu is now placed down and then cuts back to you, finally breaking eye contact. Um, I, I'm here to pick up the, the necklace? And he like scratches his head a little bit and then you can see that he's reaching into his pocket for some sort of little etched piece of paper that he's pulling out. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, uh, okay, okay. And he just like just steps back a little bit. Okay, okay, do okay, again. And he just snaps his fingers and that same sort of portal effect appears. And then he just two steps through the, the portal again and he's just standing there and he's like, I'm here for the soul medallion. <laughs> just hands flat at his side. Very awkward. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. And I have a, a rough idea of who might have sent you, uh, uh, Might have sent you this way, though. Uh, yeah, it's uh, me. And he points to his his stomach. I can I have some of that? And points over towards the charcuterie board. <laughs> I'm real hungry. Uh, if you want to be. Oh my uh, god! It <laughs> just uh, rushes, <laughs> rushes. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you start talking, yes, he just rushes past you. And Tanto, this little purple tiefling, just rushes up and just is like, Hi, Tanto! And just waves up at you. You've never met this kid in your life. He just starts <laughs> grabbing only the cheese on the plate. Only, okay. <laughs> Fucking cheese monster. And you say with, like, seeing this is getting weird. Mm, yep. Yeah. He's going to, to mentally contact Tanto again and say, uh, I think he's from the Empire. That's something about wanting the medallion we found. So, do we... Are you... Killing him? Or... <laughs> Bro, there's like... Ferris keeps like a pretty straight face most of the time. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he breaks. He actually breaks. Timmy's just absentmindedly eating cheese while you guys are talking that. In your minds, of course. I was just gonna tell him no. <laughs> He's a kid. Uh, I, guess, I guess Tanto, in the meantime, is just like handpicking cheese and then giving it to him. Oh, sure, sure. Every every third piece of cheese that you pull off the plate, you hand to young Timmy, and he says, "No, thank you." And then just waits for the next piece of cheese, and you're like, oh, "Fuck, okay." You just set the cheese off to the side. Every third piece, he says that. So, like, mm, that's good. Is that, is that what telling? Is that even cheese I just said? That's pretty good. So, like, mm, he just licks his fingers. Can, can, can I have them with dying? My. I'm supposed to be back soon, and like, I said I'd get it real quick. He's still just licking cheese off of his fingernails. Fucking no. cheese monster. <laughs> See, I would love to. Uh, and I'm sure whoever 
asked you to come and get this has a good reason for it, but uh, it doesn't exactly want to leave me anymore after I found it. Oh. I don't think that's something I can do right now. Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm willing to pay. You know, I, I'm really just supposed to pick this up and go back home. You know, I, do you not know who I am? And he's gonna start like pointing to like the little runes on his clothes and his night, his fancy little attire that he's wearing. Have you not seen that portal I just went through? I saw you appear out of thin air, yes, but I am. I don't know that magic very well. So I'm not exactly sure. Oh. oh. Okay, well, this is kind of awkward. Because again, this is my first time actually doing this. So I've never... They didn't tell me you would say no. But like, if you give me that medallion, I can wipe your name off all the league boards. All the little books and stuff they keep, you know? Sort of out of character, just explanation. He's sort of offering if you give him that medallion. He's saying... He can wipe your name out of those those League of Adventurer books mm -hmm. that your names are all tied to. How? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, would that be just mine or? Oh. Me and oh, you my want you want him too? You want just points to just Tanto nearby? There's a few others. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. He just nods his head. He's like, "How many are we talking?" Uh, two more who are inside the building, and one more that uh, I know personally. Uh, okay, I, I I mean you know, and he just like as he sort of leans back. Uh, let me do a roll for this. Oh, a chair just sort of appears behind him that he sits down into, and he's like, oh, I, th I think I could do that. So uh, soul medallion in exchange for wiping you guys' names out. I could, I could do that. <laughs> just nods his head to you. You just see Trevor's hand. He's like, bouncing. he's like staring. Yeah, he's like, this is a debate that he's like having internally where he's, he's like uh, just occasionally looking out over it. Like, I mean, if it makes Tonto. you feel better, I, you may not have met me before, but I, I am a little zone of sorcerer, you know, so like, that's something, you know, they told me, oh, I, I guess I should have said that at the start. And he's scratching his head as he's uh, just like, Oh, yes, yeah, that that would have been. He pulls out his important. little little piece of paper that he has, and you're looking at it, and it's blank. And as he writes on it, the lettering just disappears. He's like, "No, my name first. Okay, okay." And he just folds it back up and puts it in his pocket. Yeah. So the other guys sent me to come get the medallion and offer to wipe your names. Uh, and when. When we found the medallion, I, like, recalled a little bit of lore, sure. I think. Sure. Um, I, I think you had me do some sort of history roll. Yeah. So we had, we had like, a, a basic understanding of who the normal sorcerers were. Yeah. We got a, a little bit of a... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the Zonal Sorcerers, they are pretty powerful guys. There's there's ten of them. And technically they exist across all the universe, but it doesn't really matter much. But there's ten of them. They're, they live across this world here. And each one is tied in specific to a different emotion. So there's ten emotions that are connected to these guys. And they're sort of 
as I explained initially, the basic easy way to explain it is imagine nine different Doctor Stranges that are all sort of different magic focuses that are living around the world. And so they protect their own little localized areas. And outside their area, it's like, ah, it's not my problem sort of situation. So, mm. so they're very powerful sorcerers and they technically they can advance across different different planes of existence, but that's not something that your characters would know in this moment. Yeah, we, we just, we got the basic understanding of these guys are really, really powerful yeah. and really not somebody you should fuck with. Yeah. Yeah, they're chill. Uh, <laughs> that could be, uh, I think that would be a, a favorable exchange for us. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yay. And he just claps his hands together. If you want to, you want to take out that little piece of paper, I can give you the name. Uh, oh. Or I can say the names and you can oh, write you... them down so you remember them. Yeah. You just tell me. Uh, he'll go through, he'll list, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all the names of the, the people in the party and then, um, one extra of uh, Ashiel. Oh, okay, Ashiel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let me note that. Oh, okay, Ashiel. Uh, uh, she's a. Is she a tiefling? Yes. Yes, oh, she is. She's, that's great. That's great. Okay, well, one second. And he's just going to snap his fingers and has his eyes closed and then he opens them and he says, All right, you're good. Can I get the medallion? Nothing feels different. There's, there's like the. Uh, I mean, if you want to do an insight or anything really? like that, yeah, you're welcome like, to. Yeah. It's like he knows very peripherally about magic and probably not that much about <laughs> arcane magic in specific. So sure. this is like, is that really possible? Yeah. Do you want uh, to do an insight? In, yeah, I was just finding it on okay. the. On the thing. Yep. Great. Seven, seven. Yeah, I mean, you, you're kind of like, you do what, I don't even know what you would do in this situation. You like pat yourself, I guess. You like look around trying to see if anything is different. A breeze blows through the trees overhead. A baboon sticks its head out and looks at you for a moment, sticks its head back in. Nothing, <laughs> nothing abnormal happens. It's just a normal moment in time. And then he's just standing there. He's like, all right, well. When you get that medallion back to me, I'll, I'll get on back and out of your way. Uh, sure. But he will, uh, because we don't, yeah, we don't have any sort of, other than the cart, we don't really have, like, any places that we put things. Yeah. He probably just had it, like, buried, like, yeah. as far as he could into his pack. He's like, just, uh... I need to get some things, uh, and I'll start like, like go over to the car, set the bag mm -hmm. down, and just start kind of like rifling through <laughs> the bag. It's yeah. Like, just you know, one. Like you, when you get to the hotel and you realize you packed whatever at the very bottom. You say I need this, so I'm gonna pack it first. You put it yep. at the very bottom of the package. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, right. Big brain. That's yep. how, that's <laughs> yep. how the bags work. Yep. Uh, and then as you're doing this, at this point, 
there's pretty much a third of the cheese left because that's, <laughs> that's the only thing he won't eat. And then young Timmy just kind of moves back over towards you, completely taking all the cheese. So, you know. Mm, mm, that's good. That's that's cheddar. That's good. Mm. I mean, it's still potatoes, so Tato has no issue with this. No, oh, you like potatoes? <laughs> mm. Oh, there you go. I, I prefer the crunch. He's just gonna pull out a potato from his pocket and just hand it to you. It's a filthy like potato. To... It's filthy. Would... It is covered in dirt. There's roots sticking off the sides on all sides. Like this thing was <laughs> very in the well to growing more potatoes, and he just. Pull it out of his pocket. Oh, you want I that? would like to inspect it first before eating it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what roll do you want to make for that? Uh, Leave it to you. A, a few. Mm, yeah. be, uh... I would like to say, let's say in nature. Has this sure. been, you know. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's do that then. Is it a potato and not some magic abomination? Uh, Let's say 17. A 17 on this potato. This is a healthy potato. This thing is actually larger than normal sized potatoes. You can tell immediately by looking at it. You say, ooh, that's a three pounder. Ooh, gee. (laughs) You just accept it. (laughs) And you can see that the roots have even, I don't know how the fuck a potato grows. We're going to go with it. If this is wrong, if someone's listening, whatever. It's small little potato, little seeds kind of growing off the stem. I don't know how the fuck it grows. You know, yeah, it's, potato goes off itself. There you go. Yeah. It's in the midst of growing more potatoes, so it's like a it's like a two for one deal with this potato. It's great, great condition, mm. very healthy. I heartily thank him and then just take the biggest bite I could. Oh, you, you didn't clean it. Okay, okay. Just yeah, like you're welcome. Stuffing. You know, on the eastern coast, in the east, we actually mm. cook. We wash those and cook mm. them. But I guess it's that's. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tell the other sorcerers about that one. We have a cookbook we're starting. Fuck it, that <laughs> Cheese child finds you strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the magically teleporting cheese child just said you were weird. That is funny as fuck. Uh, it's funny because there's uh, another no. child in lore that's supposed to be even wackier, but now that this is known as the cheese child, the other kid has got nothing on him. It's funny. <laughs> All right, so are you, have you gotten the soul medallion out and uh, given it over? He's like, he's like, uh, let's just move. Man, you are nervous. You are nervous little, about this. A little less out of sight. Right, it's like, right. it, okay. I know the importance of this object. Yeah. And it is, you know, a valuable relic. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really strong. I mean, it's just like that. Well, that little you know, bit of. If you really want to know, this thing in my hand here, and he's gonna hold it up to you. And now that you're your passive perception's fifteen, all right. Yep. Looking at it, you can tell that this is what would normally be a, a stereotypical geode. So it would normally be like a you know a gray sort of stone with bits of purple on the inside. However, this is more of a basalt-looking geode, so it is actually a black geode, and there's transparent purple gems that go all the way through it. So it's not like it's cut down the center, it's a full closed-up geode, but the way the crystals have grown through it, there's clear, like, transparent tubes you can look through to see all the way through this, and it's just teeming with energy. Again, 
I know you said your guy isn't crazy into magic, so you wouldn't detect that too much. But just from looking at it, you can almost hear the crackling in the air of this thing's energy. As he's like, so I, I already have this one. And once I have yours, we just need to get two more. And then we'll all be free. And he just like claps his hands together. Claps one hand, I guess. Uh. So, I mean, you could give me the soul medallion. Or, I mean, I guess if you, he scratches the back of his neck awkwardly, kind of looking around, he's like, you know, I, I didn't really, they didn't tell me I could give you this option, but I guess if you want to keep that and go for a different one, I guess that, I guess you could, but that'd be awkward, but anyway, whatever. This is like the, this just got very complicated very sure, quickly. Sure, sure. <laughs> you, you know uh... Young Villas is going to look at you and just say, hey, you know, I, I can see that you need more time to think about this. So I'll make you a deal. I'll give you three days to think about it. Your names are going to stay clear in that time. You should probably keep moving, to be honest, because I know they got bounty hunters on here, but that's not important. But I'll give you three days to decide if you, you want to make the trade or not. And if not, I'll come back. I'll, I'll, I'll put your names back on all the lists and everything, and you'll have to, you know, be on the run forever. Um... And then you can just keep the, you know, keep the medallion. Whatever you want. He just kind of shrugs back to you. Sure. Oh, sure. Okay. He just kind of shrugs back towards you. He's like, oh, fuck, we've never done this part. And just like turns his back towards you. And then just kind of opens up that similar portal that he made the first time he pops through. And then just looks back over his shoulder at you, almost like in confusion at what he's actually doing. He's like... Uh, okay, so you... Th three days, right? Yes, we'll have a decision by then. Uh, okay. And if you, if you can, can you bring another charcuterie board? That'd be great. That was really well, good, thank you. I'll do my best. Was that here? Any points over at the tavern? Yes. Oh, okay. He just pulls out his notes again, writes down Murky Mutes Tavern, dash, good cheese. And then puts good it back cheese. in his pocket. Jeez. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll leave you be. I know you boys got to be on your way, so, you know, bye. And you're just going to start to walk through that portal. It is like just kind of holding his breath until it. Yeah. And then he steps through. Out. There's like a quick little crackle of energy, and then the portal is just gone. And it's just back to that, again, normal forest around, normal overhead, cold cut back inside the building. We've got Aloe and Savinus. Savinus? That's right, Sean. Oh, shit. Pat myself on the back. All right. You two, you have been pretty well welcomed into this group here at the table. Everyone's well into their own gallon of ale. Um, so you guys can pretty well blend in without too many worries. Um, I know, Spencer, maybe your guy would be the most worried of being noticed just because, mm -hmm. as I've said, turtle. And Savinus, on the other hand, I don't know. Did you say you were in the league, or do you have that other grievance? I was not in the league. Perfect. I just hate Perfect. the Empire. Yes, that's fine with me. Cool. So you're you're not very worried. You're just kind of hanging out here at the bar. And there are plenty of things to overhear in here. Plenty of things to figure out, hear, do, whatever you guys are thinking. So what would you guys like to do? Uh, first thing is I gave uh, Savinus the, the, the remaining of the charcuterie board. 
Oh, of <laughs> Before I took this on. Of course. See, uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of just sit there and just act like I'm having a conversation with this elf person, but actually listening to the people around. Okay, now I'm going into this. You're pretending to talk to them. Pretending to have a like conversation. The most basic conversation. Now, yeah, basically, uh-huh. I'm just doing the shaking my head and saying, uh huh. Give me a performance uh-huh. roll. Give me a performance roll. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> 12. God, I love you, Spencer. Oh, 12. You are, you're convincing enough that nobody around you draws any sort of attention to the turtle talking to himself. However, the person you are talking to is going to look at you and say, what? What are you talking about? What are you saying? Just trying to, trying to understand why you're bubbling. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Sounds about right. Are you you're looking for the king? Is that what you just said? Sorry, what? No, I'm, I'm repeating what you just said. I mean, I'm, you know quarter of a gallon in so i don't even know what i'm saying anymore but you know if you're looking for the king he's 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 here he just kind of nods her head to you oh uh, which king i'm on the down low you know i'm i was sitting here to scope it out and now that you're paying a bit more attention you notice that this cloak she's wearing is a very faded red cloak so she is Definitely, now that you're looking at her, a member of the Fire Clan, but she's she-wasted, hanging out here at the table, like, drunk as fuck, leaning against the counter here. Just being like, oh, I'm just sitting here to watch him, you know? She just shrugs her shoulders, she's like, but, you gotta be neutral here, so I figured I'd get a drink when I got here, and then I had another, and then Gal said have another, so I had another. And then I saw somebody else drinking, and I said, you know, that sounds pretty good, so I had another drink, and here I am. <laughs> just sitting at the table. <laughs> oh. okay. uh, when after while she's saying this, I'm going to take a look around the tavern to see if I can recognize this king. Sure. Yeah. Give me a perception as you're sort of looking around. Yeah. Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen. Sure. You start glancing around the room, and Spencer. Initially, it seems like every everyone in here is just sort of mishmashed together, like just random groups of people packed in tightly, as you would normally expect. Mm-hmm. But now that you're paying a bit, paying a bit more attention to the backside of the building, you notice that there's a few dragonborn that are kind of mixed into the crowd that are wearing matching armor. And as you're sort of starting to take your first little bite of of pork there from your plate. You just like cast a look over and you notice this dragonborn in the far corner. And he's in like full on armor. He is not drinking at all, but he's just kind of blending into the background. And now that you're sort of doing that, can I get a can I get an investigation from you to kind of go a bit more in depth? Eight. <laughs> I'll give you one more little small thing and then that's all for you in this moment, okay. Spencer. You do notice a dragonborn sitting on the far side of the room with a couple more of those sort of armored up dragonborn nearby you don't i'm not going to give you any descriptors you just notice that there is a i'll give you fine one he's a green dragonborn <laughs> back of the room surrounded by other dragon rolled so low you go colorblind <laughs> yeah whoops you just notice he's gray he's gray and black he's a scene in the background oh kill me all right moving on Savinus, what are you doing here? You are an odd one out, despite everybody being all the different races. There's no other centaurs here. Oh no. Yeah. That's so sad. I'm so alone. 
Oh, I guess that's true. My bad. Not to be insensitive. We're peas in a pod. Yep. My attention has been on this hooded slash cloaked fella. Because anybody labeled hooded slash cloaked. Of course, of course. Is bound to do something. Yeah, so absolutely. I, while 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 eating my charcuterie and sipping my <laughs> ale, I've been looking over toward Craven, just kind of staring at him like a high school stalker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the first things your guy noticed walking in was that sort of guy in a red cloak, just paying nobody attention, just, pay, just sitting alone at the bar there. And the whole time you've been eating, you have not looked away from him. And at this point, he turns around at his table and just kind of looks across the crowd and you have that brief awkward moment where you both look at each other are you looking away or are you keeping eye contact um <laughs> you know what i'm saying everybody knows everyone knows <laughs> i will look away and uh stare at the roof at <laughs> <laughs> a mouthful of water uh, that's, that's, that's like the most awkward. I don't think I've ever looked to the roof whenever my anxiety kicks up. Sure, so you do a terrible performance of blending in and look straight up. And Craven is going to get down from the bar and just make his way, kind of very politely move some people out of the way, make his way back and around, and he is just going to set up on the other side of the table straight across from you. And he just kind of crosses his his fingers are interlocked sitting in front of him and he's just like you who i've been waiting for you the guy it, this depends what what is the guy that you are waiting for what is what is his purpose yeah you know you i don't think you're the guy the guy would know and just starts to starts to move away from well, you i'm, I'm just making sure that you know who the guy is uh, he just stops in his tracks and turns back around. Yeah, yeah, of course I know. Okay, yeah, you're a cool guy. And he's going to just kind of lean back in. He says, all right, here's the rundown. We got that monastery taken care of. It's gone. It's been raised to the ground. So don't worry about that one. Now, further into that city nearby, Aradia, you know, you know the one. That's where you said you came from. Yes, of course. My yeah. hometown. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah, so as you know, as you would know, we've been in the runes there getting some things prepped, you know, making some some communicating stones. I forget what they're called. Let me look here. Sending stones. That's what they're called. Not breaking character at all. Even looking at the notes. <laughs> all right. All right. So, yes, as you know, we've been making some sending stones. Now, I don't think you've gotten yours yet, have you? I haven't. If you could provide me, that would be wonderful. Sure, sure. And he's just gonna slip you two stones on the table. And on both both stones, there is the Fire Clan emblem, which we'll say is half a phoenix beak, and it transitions into a flame on the other side of the sigil. And then in the background, it's just kind of like a black little sigil marked on each stone. And he says, now, you know how to use those, so, you, you know, when the time comes, you'll know what to do. But, you know... We got that, we got those damn Raven Knights taken out, so it's no biggie anymore, you know? Whew, glad that's off our minds. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, like, I tell you what, I gotta, you know, I gotta scoop. I gotta go talk to the next contact, give them a seeing stones. I gotta, I got a bucket of these things. I'm just gonna pull out, like, a little satchel, <laughs> and he opens it, and inside is, like, tons of these seeing stones. Or, the sending stones, sorry. Which are basically, like, a one-day text back and forth. It's pretty much how it works from what I've seen. 
Um, and he's just got a bucket, a bag full of these things that he's got to deliver to a bunch of other Fire Clan members. He opens up the the jacket and it's just lined with standing stones. What do you want to buy? Yeah. <laughs> now you know, just gonna just quick reminder again. You know, any chance you get, you assassinate those Ravenites. You put down anyone that's not following the Fire Clan. That's the new directive. You got it? Oh, but of course. Good, good. I, I personally took out a tier follower a couple of days ago. They they can be strong sometimes. He just moves over to get another drink from the bar here. Yes, very much so. <laughs> he just comes back. He's like, all right, well, this has been good and everything, but, uh, you know, this neutrality system they got here, I'm not a fan of it, you know. I, I don't like this. So, I, I got a scoot. I've been told there's some guys nearby that I'm supposed to try and take out, if you get my drift. I'm not paying any attention to Aloe three seats <laughs> away from him. It was again. Hey, at this point, I just literally reach over and pick something off the, the security board in front of Savinus. What did you say, Spencer? Can I reach over and take a piece of meat off of Savinus's charcuterie board? Sure, are you trying <laughs> to be seen? I don't care. Okay, okay, sure. So, you just kind of reach across this great woman's area here i don't know what just happened there and you take yourself a little piece of meat off of that charcuterie plate there even though you have your own um <laughs> and as you do craven has that moment of realization seeing your claws and his eyes follow up your arm and see the gold emblems and gold you know decorations you've got until he finally sees you sitting there and he's just like uh, uh Oh, I'm just gonna oh, smile at him. Uh, uh, hi, hello. Um, just starts scratching his head on the backside, and he, he's still got his cloak pretty well pulled over most of his body. Um, and he's like, uh, how, how you been? Just very awkward. Out of character, this is one of Spencer's enemy NPCs in his backstory. Yeah. yeah. He's from the kingdom of Turathel as well, but he's he's here right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna smile and continue eating. Oh uh, well, you know if I was, you know if I was how I was last time you saw me, I'd have definitely tried to take you out right now. But you know things have changed since I last saw you. Hello, I'm I'm a new man. You know if I'm being honest, I was actually on the way to kill you after everything you did to me back in Turathel. But when I got <laughs> there and I got I saw you at Mount Phoenix, you know I watched you all there. And when I saw that phoenix break through, it it changed my outlook, you know? I, I immediately went to the nearest Fire Clan guy, and I said, Can I get that cloak? And he gave it to me, so I got it. He just holds the cloak around him. And then he just looks at you and he says, So, you know, I, I really should thank you, Alo. You know, if I didn't have such a dying hatred for you for so many years, I would have never found the Fire Clan. But, you know, now that I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. And he just kind of moves his cloak a little bit. Hmm. Oh, well, you're not the only one that's changed. I'm going to toss the, the beak that I took off the rock in my hand and just toss it. <laughs> that's fucking brutal. Okay, uh, you do so, and you drop that beak on the table in front of you. The gnome gets up and moves away from the table because it's fucking gross. Uh, however, <laughs> the other elven woman here is just fine hanging out. She's just watching. She's enjoying the show, taking another drink because, hey, why not? Yeah. And as he's looking at the Varrock beak on the table, do you want to say anything? 
Um, yeah, uh, just to say, like, the only reason you're not attacking me is because this is neutral. I'm going to, like, gesture around. Uh, so, uh, in enjoy the self-loathing that you have for me. Oh, oh, you think I, you think I'm too worried about you, Aloe? No, 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 no. And he just kind of scoots into the seat here, and he's like, you know, aren't you wanted right now? And he's going to, like, try and pull out his list. And Spencer, for a moment, this might be very intense for you guys, because he's he's got a list of league members that he's pulling out to check in front of you. And as mm -hmm. he's running his finger down the list, it's like there's a dash, a, a missing blank line further up on the top of the list. And he's like, huh. And he just moves his finger further down until he gets right to where your name should be, Spencer. And it ain't there. And then he's like, uh, uh, uh. I must must have gotten a bad copy, surely. And he just folds up his note, puts it back into his pocket. Uh, anyway, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't neutral, I would have captured you and sent you back to the capital to be punished like the traitor you are. But you know, I can't. So I guess I just gotta I just gotta be the better man here. And he's just gonna kind of get up from the table, kind of concluding what he has to say to you. All right. Enjoy your life. Oh, my friend, I did enjoy my life. I did. And as he's kind of walking away, he's going to pull back his cloak. And it's pretty gruesome what you see as he does so. But you notice that the back of his skull is just, like, blown out. And oh. now, that you're, now that you've seen this, you're realizing that there's a few weird aspects to him. He's got a weird limp. As he's moving away and as he's kind of walking around, his fingers were a bit thin whenever you were looking at them on the table oh, yeah. just now, and they kind of moved very jaggedly. Uh, and now you can clearly see dried blood, open brain on the backside of his head as he just kind of pulls the cloak back over the exposed part of his brain on the backside. Yeah, it, uh, that look at. yeah well, I did. I actually died, Allo. And he just kind of sips from the drink and then just looks over towards Savinus here. He says, funny thing, one of those bastards killed me. And he just points his finger at Savinus here at the table. Well, you'll find us hardy, and considering your murderous intents, I don't feel sorry. Well, well, <laughs> that was actually very well put. I respect your opinion. Now... I got nothing more for you. I got no more beef right now. You know, I've got things to do. I've got stones to deliver. So just stay out of my way. Don't come looking for me. And I won't come looking for you. All right? Yeah, we both know it's a lie. Yeah, we do. <laughs> just move, <laughs> it just moves away from you. And he's not going to leave quite yet. He's going to move back over. And now that you're kind of looking around, there's probably three or four Fire Clan guys in here. Just kind of mixed into the crowd. But again, nobody is acting up. Nobody is getting wild it's again neutral ground sort of like that john wick hotel so yeah yeah all right let's do a cut outside again so we've got ferris and tanto you very two, confused yeah. yeah you guys are very confused you just had that child appear offer you that sort of trade and then gave you a couple days to decide on it i just like acid still picking away at the <laughs> the food is like i'm not exactly sure what just happened but 
Apparently, I bought us three days worth of time where we might not be on any uh, hit lists for the league. As you're saying this, <laughs> as you're saying this to Tanto, oh boy. a man is going to walk. <laughs> a man is going to walk up behind you both, just sort of passing by. He's got a map in his hands. And he's got a compass as well. And she just moves up towards you both and just says, uh, Howdy, boys. Uh, quick quick question for you from a stray adventurer here. Tips his hat towards you both. Hey, uh, what would the question be? Uh, I just continues fighting into the potato. <laughs> hey, is that a raw potato there? Mm-hmm. All right. Whatever suits, whatever suits your boot there. You just kind of fixes his duster that he's wearing and he says my name is jesse shivers and i'm a bounty hunter and i'm on the prowl for a couple stray league members and he just kind of looks around at some of the people nearby you guys he says i'm looking for a turtle y'all seen one nearby kind of just looks towards the tieflings <laughs> uh, in what fashion are you like like, are you threatening, or are you just glancing towards them, you mean? Glancing towards them, okay. and basically just like, saying... They probably saw yeah. Mallow walk in. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll basically be like, look at them. Look at the Dragonborn. Mm -hmm. and they don't look like portals to me, so... Alright. I'm gonna do an inside. <laughs> yeah. Still in his western accent. Shit. Alright. <laughs> Not getting anything on that one. He's like, you, 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 I guess they ain't her turtles. Just looks over towards the tieflings that are kind <laughs> of hanging out off to the side. And then one of them is going to speak up and just say, is, is, there, a, is there a cash bounty for that, turtle? As he's stepping forward. And Jesse just looks back and just says, there is. I'm offering 200 gold for his head. Or if you've seen him, I'll give you 50 silver to tell me where he's at. <laughs> okay. Ferris moves towards the tieflings. There's just like that silent, like, watch what you fucking say. Yeah, give me an intimidation Very... roll. Yeah. Like, it is just the, like, he keeps his, his gaze mostly on uh, Jesse, but there is that corner, like, that Switch look out of the corner of his eye. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like, you, you better think about this. Uh, he said intimidation. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. What you get? Nine. A nine. Plus zero. That's great. <laughs> okay, a nine on this tiefling. I guess I can do a save. I forget. I'll just do a charisma saving throw for him. Sure. Jesus, yeah. yeah, okay. Nope. He just kind of defiantly looks at you and he just says, You wouldn't dare harm... You wouldn't dare harm a follower of the Northern Dragon King. Not when he's so close. And then just kind of brushes you off and walks past you towards Jesse. And he says, I, I, I've seen a turtle. And raises his hand up. I'm going to let both of you have a moment to interrupt if you want to do anything. Uh... I'll just mentally communicate with Aloe, but oh, like, is looking have trouble. at the front. Oh, yeah. Sorry, what was said? You kind of cut out there. 
Yeah, I'll just say to, to mentally to Alo that there would be a bounty hunter looking for you in front by the wagon. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just respond. Okay, uh, there's also Fire Clan in here, so <laughs> I guess we're concerned. Uh, but don't worry about him. I think I can take care of it. Oh, it's a Western shootout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right outside the the tavern. Perfect. Uh, Didn't even no, plan I, it. After I say that, can I uh, walk off into like one of the, like the bathroom or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can go off into a little side room on the side of the building here. Yeah. I'll give you a moment here to yourself. What are you doing? Um, I'm casting disguise self on my on me. Oh. Okay. Is that just an at will or is that a roll? Uh, oh, it's an at will. It just, just takes a spell slot. Okay. Yeah. Copy. How are you making yourself look? What are you looking like? Um. So I have to. Let's see. What is it? I just disguise myself, and I just. Am, I'm gonna still be a turtle. Okay. Except I'm going to be a red, like almost crimson red oh, turtle. Oh, okay. Okay, I dig it. With a black shell. Oh, shit. Oh, like the, the little painter turtle. I don't uh, know. They, what... live near, they live near Michigan, so I, oh, okay. I don't know if you don't know what they are. But yeah, they're little, they're turtles that are like uh, green with red stripes and they have oh. usually black shell. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm looking at a picture of them right now. That's awesome. A painted turtle, you said, right? Yeah. Something. I think. Yeah. Those are sweet. That may not be the official name. But well, it's like... a Michigan turtle, and it's got exactly what you said. I... They look cute. Yeah. Sure. Sure, Spencer. So you come out of the bathroom, and you are now a red and black turtle. You're just going back to where you were a previous moment ago? No, I'm going to go to the opposite side of oh. the savings. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Totally. Because I'm trying to act as I was just not the same person. Of course, of course. All right, back outside. Uh, the tiefling is looking. Again, he's about to start talking here. He says, yeah, I I've seen a turtle. He went into that tavern there. And he points over his shoulder towards the Murky Mutes Tavern. Jesse just looks at both of you and says... Did you not see him pass by? Must have missed it. Hmm. Haven't been here long. Hmm. And both of you, where where are you both from? I don't recognize those accents. Up north. Oh, north. Oh, Concordia Plains, huh? And he's gonna just kind of scratch his head. He's like, yeah, I come from... I almost said the south. I come from out west. <laughs> That's just as bad. Just as bad. And he's going to make his way inside. Um, just as oh, just as he's yep. about to enter, yep. like um, Tanta would just shout, "Are you going to break the neutrality grounds?" New neutrality grounds, and he's like clearly grabbing it like some sort of ranged crossbow on his back. And he just looks up at the very bottom of this sign, right above the entrance. It's got some sort of, like, cloth that's, like... Fine print. <laughs> don't be a bitch. Won't be anything. Like, don't don't start anything. There won't be anything. That sort of situation. And so Jesse just looks back at you as you say that. And he just says, ah, All right. I could do it another way. And just kind of cracks his knuckles and just walks inside with charisma at his side. <laughs> All right. And I think it's like the as soon as he goes to step through the door, Ferris mm -hmm. like looks over, gives Santo a nod, and starts walking towards the door. Sure. I'll just keep an eye on these tieflings. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that tiefling, as he walked past, he was given a little bit of silver, so he's just kind of counting over the silver in his hands. And as you're watching him, he just kind of gives you a little scowl and just moves back towards his group here. And Tanto, as you're watching him move back towards his group, you witness something a bit wild. You see something come from in the trees. <laughs> and Boy. it's coming fast. And as this tiefling gets back over towards his little group of friends here, and as Ferris is going up, following in behind, you witness a giant flaming black bear just launch itself from the trees with the roar of a black bear, and it just lands right next to this tiefling guy. I'm gonna do a reaction for him real fast, just to see if he can do anything. Six. This guy gets stomped by the front half of this black bear, and you just see all the silver that he just earned go flying all over the place here. Uh, and this guy's gonna take a little bit of damage here. I don't have my dice on the table. Let me grab a physical die real quick. Here we go. Alright, he's gonna take four damage from that. As he's just laying almost knocked out from that hit on the ground behind you. And Tanto, as you're watching this, this black bear slowly shifts its gaze from these tieflings who are clearly terrified of its presence over towards you, who's more like, what is going on right there? And behind the black bear, you witness another creature come from the woods. And this one is again on fire, and it's a flaming tiger. And that's what you see. As of right now, combat has not yet started. But I'm giving you a chance to do something if you'd like. Yeah, I'm heading straight towards the doors. <laughs> Just gonna be shouting, we're being attacked. Bear. Sure, sure. Bear. Bear attack. Okay. So you're both kind of rushing inside at the same moment. We'll say that Jesse is over trying to like talk to Gal to gather more information from her. Um, I'll just do a charisma roll for him real fast, talking to her. Realized he is not built for charisma. Whoops. Flat 10. All right. She is not willing to give up much information about her patron. She just, whenever he asks about a turtle, she says, I get a lot of people. What do you want me to remember every single one that walks in? I don't know. As she kind of gives an, a worried look over initially towards Allah, but then she doesn't see him. So she's like, oh, whew, okay, maybe we're good. Maybe we're good. And then Ferris and Tanto blast in the doors, rushing inside. What would you like to say to take everyone's attention? Or maybe not, whatever you want to do. I feel like it's almost like, yeah, Fer Ferris was walking in with like determination oh, yeah. and didn't really realize like there was something happening behind him. Sure. And Tanto just like barrels in right next to him yeah, at the same I like time. It. He yeah. didn't even like realize oh sure yeah all right tanto what are you saying in that case as you freak out come running in from seeing these things bear attack outside the tavern people are dying you're just shouting it as you come in yep all right let me do a reaction roll for some of these NPCs. i'd say that's a pretty good attention grabber i'd say so 14? Alright. You get a couple people that jump up from their seats and immediately start rushing to help. Some of which are not very much uh, sober right now. So we'll go with that. Uh, but a couple of them stumble their way out past you. You've got a gnome wizard, uh, a weak low-level one. You've got a tiefling and you've got an elf that are all these three NPCs kind of 
I'll get out of the way. We got this. We're heroes. They run outside. I say, we're a team. We're a heroes. And then they all just sort of get into a, a formation out on the outside of the building here. If you liked that episode, you'll love the next one. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to the entire Chronicles of the Omen catalog.